Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. We're one day closer to football, my friends, and that's great because we are running out of things to say. So for the next hour, could you grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen? Let's do this. Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. We are here. We are pumped to be behind the mic. I'm your boy, Kurt. And I'm Dick. Now, Kurt, is it soccer season already? No, why? Oh, you did the goal, so I thought we were playing into that a little bit. It's only natural because of our introduction, but thank you anyway. But there has been some soccer on. I can't tell you anything about it. But anyway, uh, thank you for joining us, all you out there in the podcast world. We've had an awesome couple of weeks trying to build our podcast. So we're excited to do this recording with you in the middle of June, beginning of June whatever uh so we're going to talk some sports it's going to be whiskey heavy today and we are drinking good whiskeys so before we get into all that dick where can people hear us hear hear where can people hear us see us listen to us take part into our work whatever go for it thanks for that kurt yeah so of course we're definitely trying to grow the show as always so it's always important that you're telling your friends about us and telling them where they can find us our best spot i think our most active channel really is our instagram um, we put, constantly put content out there we're almost at 400 followers kurt i don't know if you can believe that or not man but that's a pretty big milestone for us the last one we really celebrated with 200 and it's been a it's been a drive to get there but i would say lately we've done some really good uh, partnerships done some collaborations done some marketing a little bit to really kind of push us over the edge so i'm really excited for us to get there um but from our instagram you can actually hit our link tree which takes you directly to our website um takes you directly to our Instagram again, but also gives you all of the places that you can actually stream our podcast. You can stream our podcast directly from Spotify, right on that link tree dropout. So make sure you're giving us a shout out there, following us and, and giving us a like and subscribe on all of your fa- favorite podcast streaming services and YouTube as well. Uh, and of course, if you're ever a little bit bored and want to shoot us an email and see if we can bring up your topic on our show, don't hesitate to shoot us an email at fortdramandgoal at gmail.com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L. That's a lot at gmail.com. And with that, Kurt, let's talk a little bit about what we've got going on lately, man. We've done some cool things. Definitely. Definitely. Like I said, we've done some things. And as Dick said, we've done some things. Recently, we took up our talents over to Chi-Town. Had a good little chit chat with the Bourbon Matters boys, and you know, goal accomplished. Already learning some things from a good group of people. Um, had a good conversation with them. They were nice enough to have us on their show. Nice enough to give us a shout out, and we had a good time. Uh, Listen to the show that we put on with them the other day. It was great. Um, Dick, what do you think of them, Bourbon Matters boys? I kind of like the the catchphrase, if you will, that we're calling the Bourbon Matters Boys. Uh, it's almost like the Soggy Bottom Boys, but just a little bit better. So I thought the show was good, man. I thought there was some really good rifting between us. We did a lot of great collaboration leading up to it. Um, the content was solid as well, thanks to the team over there. Um, ultimately, the one thing I couldn't get past is I kind of sounded like I was talking to a tin can. Um, so that's on me 100% with my uh, with my sound and uh, audio in my studio here. So I've done some, uh, some modifications of that, and hopefully it plays out. But I can't say enough about that team over there. They really did a great job. Jake, Dan, and Roberto, um, y'all, if you're listening to this right now, 
thanks for having us on. Um, we're really looking forward to having you on our show. I think uh, next week is when we'll be recording it. Hopefully getting that out a few days after if I can do the editing at a, a timely face. I'm not quite as good as Jake over there. Um, but that being said, man, uh, what did you think? I think it was great. They're already inspiring us. They have an awesome intro. We're working on our intro. Uh, when they do come on our show, hopefully Dick does decide to use a tin can tied to a string all the way to Chicago because that's what he sounded like. But anyway, yeah, good stuff over there, and, and we're pumped. Give them a listen. Give their shows a listen before they come on ours, yeah. and I get to know them a little better. Make sure you're following them and liking their photos. Um, they are at Bourbon Matters, so at Bourbon Matters, all one word. Yes, sir. Um, other than that, we have been trying to put some posts on Instagram. I went ahead and put a couple from last week. I found an excellent show that I had put off because of the negative reviews. But I started it, couldn't stop watching it. It was the offer from Paramount Plus. You'll see my posts on our Instagram where I was enjoying a glass of whiskey. Didn't feel like that was doing it justice because the show is awesome. So I went ahead and got some Coppola, Coppola, right? Coppola, Coppola, Coppola. Coppola? Coppola? Yeah, yeah, sure. I got Francis Ford Coppola's wine. It was delicious. Poured me a glass of that. By then, by that time, it was like episode four. So I was feeling good. Um, yeah, binged watch that, and that tell me, led tell me a little bit about that show, man. I'm not familiar with it. So, I had always heard, and I, I we've talked about it before because I'm it's the summer again, so I'm doing that thing where I binge watch Godfather One, Godfather Two, uh, good. Oh, you're talking there. about the one where they make them. Okay, sorry, yeah. So, there's always a, a crazy stories behind the making of that show, you know, not wanting Al Pacino. It was going to be like, you know, people, somebody like Robert Redford. Uh, but this show really dives into the crazy things that happened. Uh, of course, some things have already been argued that this did or not. But regardless, if it's, you know, mostly fiction or nonfiction, it's entertaining and it's good stuff. But yeah, it's basically the making of The Godfather and the production and all that. Um, but yeah, poured me a nice so, glass. So you said something about the ratings on or the reviews were questionable uh, or negative. How would you how would you rate that show? So yeah, it was like fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A bunch of articles like snoozer doesn't do it justice. This or that, and I don't know if that's a lot to do with like the rumors that a lot of the stuff didn't happen, but. Once again, you can't always go with that. So I gave it a try. I'm glad I did as a huge Godfather fan. Huge, huge Godfather fan. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And it, I mean, got me to watch the movies again this weekend. So nice. yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd rate it. Hmm. B minus. Okay. So worth, worth the, worth the watch. Episodes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, so um, all right, so then I got to ask you, you said you're drinking some Coppella wine and you're putting some whiskey gram uh, photos up there. How is that treating you when you're getting on the Peloton, man? Are you able to fight through it? Are you, are you doing like a one for one? Hey, I drank this many calories and so I got to burn this many. How's that working out? So I messed up because I had been working out in the morning. Um, I know you've been was, killing it. This David Goggins got you going, man. Dude, Goggins. Uh, I'm excited to check out Cameron Haynes' book. That's probably going to be my book of the month this month. Um, you better hurry I, up, man. It's already seventh. I know. Uh, I've got to add all my accommodations while I read it, you know, my highlighting and everything. 
Um, I'm pumped <laughs> because I've been doing good in the morning, but then I think it was like last Thursday or something. I woke up like super stiff. Okay. No jokes, just super, super stiff. My knees were hurting. My back was aching. I felt like I needed a couple hours to loosen up. So I went ahead and decided to do an afternoon run. Well, wife got home, dinner was ready, pasta, did a glass of wine thinking I can't work out today. Um, but then I watched American Ninja Warrior and those, those guys just get me so damn pumped and make me feel like such shit. Then I was like, no, I'm going to go do my 20 minute run. And I ended up running some of the best mile times I've ran since like junior high. So for a 225 dad bod guy, I like carbohydrates. Yeah, carbo loaded, man. Little wine. So now I'm thinking that just may have to be my pregame from now on. Load up on that red wine in Boston, ready to go. Uh, so, but in all reality, all I could think of is when you texted me after that is like Michael Scott in the office, when he decides to carbo load on the, 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 uh, chicken Alfredo right before he does the 5k. I was like, how did you not feel like, like wanting to yak as soon as you were done? I put it this way. I could imagine how I could have done if I didn't have like a big bowl of pasta and wine, like four hours earlier, maybe three hours earlier, but nothing compared to the morning when I texted you about fasting, if I fast, I do my workout in the morning to get it over with. Well, I waited till like one o'clock in the afternoon while fasting. After how many lattes? Yes. I had about four cups of coffee and that was it. I thought I was going to spew everywhere. I tried to work the jitters out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, enough about my fatness and and everything. How's it going for you? Man, it's going pretty good. I'm I'm really tracking, trying to hit that 30 minute 5k. It's not a big deal for a lot of people, but, and that's a big deal for me. Uh, I was never a runner, played a lot of football and stuff like that, as you know. So never a long distance runner, like running three miles for me a row is like something I don't think even my parents have ever done in their life. So um, love them to death, but they're not long distance runners. My wife, on the other hand, is a super long distance runner and she got me into it, but dude, I'm hitting that like 6.2 miles per hour for a consistent pace. I've got another 5k on Saturday. Um, This will be my second one. I'm pretty pumped. I've uh, not been drinking much all week. This night's the exception. Uh, I'll be, you know, kind of taking it easy the last couple of nights. But here's the here's a hard part, man. Like, have you done a 5K like in the last like 10 years? Yes. The last 5K I did was like one of those when the color runs were popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam you with the paint as you're running. Yeah, that was that was the last one I did. Yeah, that sounds fucking miserable. Um but here's a kicker. Like, at least here in San Antonio, it seems like every fucking 5K has like a pre, pre-race pre day packet pickup at a damn microbrewery. And so that's where this one's at. It's like Labrador or Labor- Laboratory Brewing Company or something like that, like downtown. So my wife and I have to go pick up our packets night before Friday night. And they have some good looking beers, man. And so I asked my wife, I said, hey, will one beer kill me? She's like, one beer won't, but two you're going to regret. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll keep it to one beer. Keep it to one beer because I can't go down the brewery and not have one of their brewers. So we'll see. Tell you see what, what happens. Two glasses of wine, you'll run the best mile that you've ran in years. I think uh, I'll just like take a six-pack home and chug a couple at like 6 a.m. Maybe that'll get me through it. Go. Why not? <laughs> coffee coffee, beer? Sure. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Glad you're sticking to it and we're, we're making baby steps. Baby steps. Um, it's good to have a workout, buddy. Yeah, uh, I wish you had a better one. Stranger Things, other TV show 
that we have been texting constantly. Did you get to finish the first seven episodes that got released? Yeah, I don't know what show I'm watching now, but like I'm pretty sure I didn't start watching a horror show. Like I started watching, you know, a, a 80s, you know, haunting thriller kind of thing. And if y'all haven't watched it, we're going to put some spoilers in here inadvertently, of course, because that's what we do. But I don't know how they packed like nine and a half hours of content into the first half of the season when the other seasons have all been about seven hours of content each. Like, it just blows me away. I mean, they had a lot of time to fill or film. There's been a lot of time between it. But content-wise, man, like, there's just such a progression from where it started, you know? And then, oh, we had some, you know, some uh, demigorgons. And then it was the mind flare at the mall, you know, last season. Now they got a full-on fucking leech, like, or whatever you call them. Like, Vecna, that shit's insane, man. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, pulling people up middle of nowhere and just, like, crumpling them up. That's fucked up. It's some, some you don't have a chance, man. Yeah, there is a there is definitely a lot going on. Like there is a lot going on. Several storylines at once. For sure. But and it's not it's technically not first half of this season because it was seven. And then there's only going to be two episodes when we get back in July. But But it's like three and a half hours of content. The first one's like an hour and a half. The second one's two and a half hours alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the way that they it, it wasn't a bad cliffhanger, like nothing like Yellowstone season four cliffhanger uh, or season three, but the, the writing, holy crap. Was that just a masterpiece? Like the way they ended it and brought it all the storylines together. It it, it made me instantly look at my wife and be like, I'm never, I want to go to the writers. I will never be that smart. I will never have, that they have more creativity in their fingernail just the way they did that and tied it all together in the stories. And I won't, I won't give you any, you know, spoilers, but whole, oh, it was, it's awesome. It was great. Uh, all, so yeah, all, looking forward to that. All I have to say, if they kill, if they kill off Steve Harrington, I'm going to fucking riot, dude. Like, I love that dude. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of characters. It's hard not to love on there. But he's been there um, since day one. He was a douchebag. Now he's transitioned to being like the babysitter. Like he's the one that always takes care of the kids. Who is old boy that they killed off in the last season? Oh, uh, Billy Hargrove, uh, Max's uh, brother. Yeah, that guy was a douchebag, but he redeemed himself at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, once again, total dad conversations that we've been living the life the last couple of weeks. But anyway. Hashtag summer life. I said this was going to be whiskey heavy, so let's get into our glasses tonight. I think you did this one already. Um, did you? No. Maybe. No? I don't I know. You did. And if you did it, it's fine. If you did, cool. Uh, this was the original idea to do with the Bourbon Matters guys, but we definitely picked a different bottle that was well worth it. We did Michter's Small Batch, so check out their episode. We gave our reviews on that. And we have decided to go with Jack Daniels Bonded Tennessee Whiskey. Obviously, 100 proof for those people that know their things. Uh, I've got the one liter, which was about 40 bucks. Uh, Dick, do you have anything else to chime in on this big, bold Tennessee whiskey with layered notes of caramel, rich oak, and spice giving way to the pleasantly lingering finish, as said so on the side of the bottle? I don't think there's much else to say other than the review of the fucking thing, but... I will say one other thing. 
I love the fact that Jack is growing. I love the fact that you get the sour mash. You're getting like the special releases now. I we've talked about this before, man. Like old Jack number seven. You finally got me to actually want to drink it again. But Jack's like offerings in the last five years have just really expanded upon like what you used to get in like the 90s and 2000s, man. It's not just like, you know, Gentleman Jack and old number seven. I'm real loving it. I'm loving what they're doing. I think I called this like two years ago. The shit we're going to drink in like two to four years is going to be awesome. Do you think that's their way of like competing with all the different things that like Buffalo Trace does? Obviously. Oh, they have to. I have to. It's not just Buffalo Trace, man. It's Wild Turkey. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, we're all doing it, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who that, that was, but okay. Um, all right. Well, then let's keep it rolling and go into that second dram. All right. So we'll get into this. We said it's going to be a whiskey heavy episode. Um, I really took a lot of inspiration from the Bourbon Matters guys. I like the way that they kind of build their podcast out. It's very specific to the bottle they're all drinking. And Kurt and I started this way when we first started doing the show of like trying to grab the same bottle, at least on a regular basis. And we've deviated from that. I would think Kurt, right? You'd agree. Kurt nods his head in agreement. Lack of communication. Absolutely. All right, dude. It was one time. Cinco de Mayo. It wasn't Cinco de Mayo anymore. Get over it. All we right. went to whiskey counseling. <clears throat> we we did. So it was some whiskey business. Da-dun-ts. All right. That being said, I do want to kind of go back to one of the things I like to do this time of year, and we'll probably do it a couple more times as we get into we're really seeing the second release season. So those B offerings, like when you think about Larson, you think about Elijah Craig, this is those B batches. And then the C batches come later in the year, but the C time of the year, let's just say it's like around when school starts, August, September, even October, you really start to experience that kind of like big, big push to get everything out before the holidays. Um, that's when you get all of your, you know, uh, Buffalo trace uh, antique collections. Maybe we'll get, uh, Maybe we'll get Stag Senior this year. I think that's what we're calling it now. Is it Stag Senior now that there's not a Stag Junior? It's just Stag. I don't know. The last couple of years I've been stagless. So anything I'll take. I'll take anything. Just give it to me. But I want to go into a couple of different articles I pulled up on Whiskey Advocate here, man. I put the links in our comments. Hopefully you've fallen along with me. Uh, but the first one is really looking at some of the upcoming releases. Um, and the first one up out of the gate is Bushmills Pro- Prohibition Recipe. You've talked about this show in the past, Peaky Blinders, right? You're a Peaky Blinders fan? Oh, absolutely. All right. So this one is in core coordination because I think at Peaky Blinders, they drink Bushmills with the actual um, uh, with the actual producer of the show. And this one's going to be a little bit different. It's still the standard Bushmills white label, 46%, about 30 bucks. I got to ask you, like, is this something specific that you'll want to actually pick up because it has that? prohibition peaky blinders tie-in yes because it's 30 bucks uh there are a lot of these tie-ins where they're just overly priced and but we've had bushmills there's no it's your typical irish whiskey cheap several sample bottles throughout the years uh but yeah for 30 dollars heck yeah why wouldn't you or even as a peaky blinders fan uh oh, for I, sure I'm, like even like old Forrester when they did the Statesman, I liked the Kingsman movie enough where I should have bought it. But when it's 50, 55, I've just always ran into another bottle. I, I will eventually get that one. Um, who's your old boy from Parks and Rec? Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. 
Uh, so the Offerman edition, I think, is well. See, that's a problem. Is like Loggable in itself is already kind of pricey. So it's around 80, 80 90 bucks. That's a lot. He has in, he has input on that model, right? He does on that one specifically. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you're going to, you're going to see all of them around that price. Yeah. So there are these tie-ins uh, that make it pretty neat, but yeah, as a guy who's been just waiting for Peaky Blinders, knowing that I think this is like the last season and they're doing this for that. Uh, heck yeah. You can believe that if I can get it before the season starts and it's something to just sit and enjoy while I'm watching it, two birds, one stone review, review the show. Heck yeah. All right. So then I have to ask you, this is kind of controversial. Bushmills or Jameson? Oh, it's Jameson all day. Jameson all day? Okay. Due to the memories, due to the, you know, Bushmill has always been a, I have some Irish whiskey, I need a cheap Irish whiskey for something, or I have an airplane bottle of it and I'll enjoy it. Um, But Jameson has been, you know, I've gone out and bought it several times, not recently, but that was like kind of, as we've talked about the, Hey, I'm trying fancy whiskeys in my 23, 24 year old days. Um, so yeah, it's in a glass. Look what I did. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Exactly. I remember when I stepped up from plastic handles to glass, it was a big deal. Um, all right. And then the other scotch that's called out here is I'm going to do my best. Um, Benriac, Benriac. I think that's how you say it. They've got a 12 year offering at a hundred dollars. You get a 23 year offering at three thirty. a 24 at three eighty. Any interest to even get any of these single malts, even at even at the 12 year old low end? I mean, 12 year old low end, I'm, I'm getting like, you know, Balvany double wood at like 60, 70 bucks. I don't know if I want to drop a hundred bucks on something like this. What about you? So we tried it, <clears throat> you know, last season trying to go back into Scotchland. And I think we died out for a couple of reasons prices and because we just, we just punch man so it's, damn much well you just get some more sport so much punch with this stuff yeah it was a lot of the 80 proof 90 proof um i don't think it, it's gonna be a very i mean i love a green green dot like don't get me wrong like this yeah one has it but as for those prices for a scotch it's gonna be very, i mean i may put a high dollar on a glass at a nice event Sure. As for a bottle of scotch, uh, I'm never going to be like, oh, I want this expensive scotch over this expensive bourbon. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, the other one I want to call out is High West Rendezvous Rye, one of my favorite ryes. Um, back in bottles, it's a four to six year. I mean, it, it's a solid rye. Um, they actually do a double rye and, and as well. Um, that one's they're saying about 70 bucks, which I find to be quite expensive. I can usually find it for like 50 at the high end, but I love that bottle. So I'm happy to see it's coming back. Um, anything else on this list really catching your eye specifically? Cause we got one more list to review here. No, just the Peaky Blinder stuff. I mean, that's, you know me, I'm a commercial guy. I'm a quick advertisement. You throw Peaky Blinder sticker on it. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. All right. Well, speaking of Peaky Blinders and staying with the Bushmills here, Bushmills has Bushmills, the rare cask, 29-year-old Pedro Jimenez cask, is I think is how you say that. Um, it's a 29-year-old Bushmill. There's only 500 bottles. I'm going to wait, do a little Jeopardy. Do, 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 do. 
Okay, if you're watching this with your friend, take five seconds, push pause, and guess the price. Loser has to take a shot. $750 for Bushmills, dude. A 29-year-old Irish whiskey. Is that a bargain? Or is that ridiculous? Um, if you ask an Irish whiskey lover, they're probably going to tell you bargain. Yeah, what the hell's going to say? I can't. I can't sit here and say the Bushmills things because you know, no offense, they make good bourbon, but like Jim Beam can be like our Bushmills, and there's very rare, expensive Jim Beam things. So this could be the equivalent to that for Irish whiskey. Um. You know, what is it? Uh, this is seven fifty. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't say too much about it. It's like me talking about soccer because I just don't know. You mean football? About Irish whiskey. Yes, exactly. Whiskey with a with no Y. Uh, e. The, no e. e. Without the E, there is a Y though. All right, and the last but not least in this entire list, this is by far my favorite. And if I saw it, I might have to grab it, even at the stupid price point. We've had fighting cock, but now you get chicken cock island rooster at 47.5% ABV, price tag $200, limited edition, only 6,000 bottles. I don't care if this is good or bad whiskey. I kind of want to just grab it because to say that I have the chicken cock island rooster, like that sounds... That sounds amazing to me. Am I alone on this? Uh, yes. I I don't see myself. It's not even the name. I just, you know, $200. Sure. I would taste it. But <laughs> you taste the chicken cock? I mean, I'm still trying to get over like chicken. Are all chickens female? And cocks are all males. Oh, because they're roosters. That's so what. Like, I, that's a good point. Chicken cock. Am I off on this? No, should it be rooster cock, island chicken. I mean, that's like saying the. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but the next one on this list: American Highway Reserve Route Two, a Kentucky Georgia blend for a hundred dollars. That kind of sparks my interest. Did you have Route One? No, but you know, whatever. <laughs> a four-year-old Kentucky bourbon mixed with a twelve-year-old Kentucky bourbon mixed with an eight-year-old Georgia bourbon. Hmm. I've never had a Georgia bourbon that I've known was a Georgia bourbon. I don't know if that's a positive thing. That's sixty-six percent eight-year-old Georgia bourbon. What does that even mean? Like, if you it had sixty-six percent of bourbon that was made in Georgia. No, I got that, but you're doing the blend. Like, let's break it down. It's 27, 27% four-year-old, 66% eight-year-old Georgian, and then a 7% 12-year-old Kentucky. I, I didn't have to have a Georgia whiskey of some sort. No bulldogs. Yeah, don't go down that road with me. All right. That was my way to defer your conversation because you lost me after I had already repeated those numbers. And if so facto, I talked about your chicken cock. So just moving on. Moving on. All right. So, Kurt, I think we've probably beat the cock to death. Let's uh, let's give the nose or the uh, 
Yeah, the nose of this glass. What are you getting, man? I'm getting you to go first so I can copy what you say in my own words. Go for it. So if you've had one, Jack, you may have had them all. But there are some that are more refined than others. And don't get me wrong. I do love a good Jack. But you get, you get that straight up, I'm going to call it cherry banana situation. A little bit of barrel char, a little charcoal. Not overly inf- offensive. But there's something about just like Jack in general that has a very distinct aroma. And it's one of those aromas that we typically feel very confident in where we can pick it out of any blind and we inadvertently end up fucking it up. But I'm going to give the nose a B minus. Ooh, you scare me when you give me your rating so fast. You really like cut to the finish there really bad. Uh... You hate it when I smell it over and over and over and make that noise. So I stopped doing that. The toasted oak is definitely there. Toasted oak. Do you get paper? I mean, what kind of paper? Like, like, like cardboard like paper, like construction paper, paper? wet paper. Yeah. Like fresh off the sawmill. Yeah, exactly. Fresh off the sawmill of Tennessee. A little wet paper in there. Yeah, I could, I could get that. Mm-hmm. Someone just call that thin wet wood. Mm. Uh, toasted oak. Ooh, is that a little mint back there? I do get a little bit of mint. Don't they put glue in paper to make it paper? I don't know. Because I don't care. Um, the banana notes, kind of. Definitely not as much on your traditional bottle of Jack. Oak, mint, that mint's there. Sometimes I'm trying to wonder like that high ethanol scent. Maybe sometimes I'm getting that in mint, you know, together. B minus. B minus on the nose. What did you give it again? Uh, B minus. Oh, yeah. see, I did copy you. So. Yeah, there you go. I think what you're looking for is you're smelling the cellulose. Cellulose? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what I need to lose around my waistline? <laughs> That's cellulite, buddy. Oh. Cellulose. That's a fat burner, isn't it? Uh, it's what like the raw fibers are called with before they put lignin into it, are which you is a natural about glue. Paper again? God, what do you mean again? Let the paper go. Let my paper go. <laughs> Okay, getting into the Jack Daniels bottle, as you guys can hear. All right, so we got two B minuses, not bad. Uh, typical Jack grade. You ready to get into that third glass? Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to set you up on this because you've been paying attention to sports more than I have because we're outside of football season. No the way. Draft has happened. Uh, baseball is boring right now. The Aggies apparently are going to the semi-regionals, whatever the fuck that means. Or super ah, regionals. There you go. Okay, so I'm glad you can you you said that, which it no, took you. I did watch the game. Long. Okay, so as I watched fellow, it until it was nine nine, and I was like, "Ah, it's too depressing. We're gonna lose." <laughs> Went to bed. So as that's a good. I'm glad you brought this up because I had not talked to you about this whatsoever, so I didn't know if you were excited or not. As a fellow Texas 
football lover, your team winning a college baseball national championship. Obviously, the Super Regionals, calm down. Okay, but okay, it's just shut up. Um, as exciting, not as exciting. You know, Tech wins a baseball national championship. I'm pumped. I'm going to drink a good bottle. I'm going to enjoy life. They got, you know, lost to Notre Dame in two very close games, and their season is done. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's equivalent to winning the NCAA tournament basketball for me. No. Yeah. I mean, at this point, at this point, yeah, it's it's the equivalent. Um, If A&M had more prowess in the basketball suite, like, where we were actually competing on a national level on a regular basis, not coming up, you know, the 65th best team or 66th best team by becoming the runner up in the NIT. Yeah. It'd be cool. But like, we're good at baseball, but I'm not into baseball. We're bad at bat or we're okay at basketball and I'm into basketball. So, you know, like, it'd be like, Oh, cool. That's awesome. And then if we came out of nowhere and won a basketball national championship, like that's a surprise. So maybe it's not the same. Maybe it's not the same in retrospect, but I guess below a basketball championship, above a tennis championship. Ooh. Um, I don't know where it falls in that. So obviously football's holy grail to us. A NCAA basketball tournament championship would be phenomenal. I was this close to, to getting that feeling and enjoying your alma mater doing that. Uh I, but I agree. I don't know if I could say it's the same just because of the time I've invested into the NCAA tournament over the years. Yeah, that's what's making me second second guess my original statement. Yeah. Still, players put in just as much effort. Baseball players, you know, not taking away from them. Just overall fan experience because that's exactly what we are, 110% fans. Um, just because of the time invested into the NCAA basketball tournament. But I would still be there having a good time, enjoying it, uh, being really excited. So I just wanted to throw that out there because you had not mentioned too much about it, but there's like, it's like in that scene from basketballs where they do the tournament of the teams that make the finals. I mean, that really is how the college basketball turn baseball tournament is. It's all over the place. And it's yeah. teams that you're like, anyway, uh, back to what were you saying? What you want me to talk about? So let's talk about the basketball playoffs, man. So like, let's talk about playoffs in general. Um, you got the Celtics and the Warriors. Uh, I think at this point, we're what's his current record right now? One one. One one. Okay. We're seeing yeah, that. Should have been good. Should have been like 2 0, but Celtics made a heck of a comeback in the first game. Uh, Warriors kind of handled uh, the second game easily because of how bad the Celtics in, have played in the third quarter and how good the Warriors have played. Yeah. So it wasn't really much of a contest in the fourth quarter. Good series so far. Pretty solid. Little interesting storylines. Boston being there, you know, sooner than expected. I've always been a Jason Tatum fan. Uh, thought he was going to do really good things when he got picked. Thought yeah. he was going to do better things than Lonzo Ball. Uh, or, did I say that correct? The correct ball, brother. Anyway. Um, Doesn't so, matter. yeah. <laughs> um, but what yeah, about, it's looking like it could be a good six, seven game series. Yeah. What about Draymond trying to pants people on the floor? Any thoughts on that? Just <laughs> typical scuffle. I mean, the pants grab wouldn't be a go to of mine. Um, it's typical Draymond. 
he's always got something going on. I mean, a rite of passage was playing on the street courts down in Corpus Christi, and I never, I never tried to pants somebody. Nobody tried to pants me. I did do the Allen Iverson walk over somebody one time, and they instantly grabbed my heel and were ready to throw down. So I was like, that's not how that went. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Draymond being Draymond, it, it's he's that's we've, it. we've he's, talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna battle. So then I got to ask you one thing that's coming up and there's been some feedback on, but what is your thought on the three game split between three day split between games? It's horrible. I hate it. And is it literally like, I I get it. I don't even know if I get it. I'd like to hear, and I'm sure they're out there. I just haven't cared to like look for them, but the player's perspective has got to be rough. I mean, yeah, three days to heal up. I guess if you're a team with injuries, but if you're someone else, like after the game one that the Celtics kind of had the momentum and then you're waiting three days, not to mention how miserable it is to like plan out your week. Like, come on, two games, three days off for travel. This is, I don't know, it's turning into a month for the NBA finals. Seriously. Is it just because they're so far apart we're getting so much travel time or was this strategic beforehand? I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I just feel like as the years have gone on, the NBA finals have turned into this like month-long thing. They try to make it to July, right? They're I like, how, I how much revenue can we drive? I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with like the, the way the league had to – like it was the bubble, and then it seemed like a week later the other season was starting. I don't know if it's making up for that, but it is what it is. It's, I'm, we're still going to watch it. We're just going to have a whole other day, and it throws me off because I had – a buddy over and it was convenient and like okay well at least we have the celtics and warriors to watch tonight because there's not much else on nope couldn't because it was sunday yep yep fair point um so then my next question is like legacy base like what does this mean for steph if they win i don't think he's done unfortunately as sure. much as i've 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 gotten you know i like the excitement of different teams winning and would absolutely love the knicks to be somewhere in that you know Dream scenario. I think if they win this year until the Nets decide to stop just being their own poison, I could see them making a run at it again next, you know, next year. And and Steph pushing, you know, MJ's territory with six because he's still still a young guy. Um, He's only 34. Yeah. He's got three already. This will be four. Yeah. And I know it just takes like one thing to derail a kind of dynasty type deal. You know, look at Garnett, Allen, um, and Pierce. You definitely thought they were going to win more than just one, but I think he keeps going after this, and I think he's already pushing, you know, MJ and Steph, two different types of games. So that's that's not the conversation, but he's certainly, you know, making a case for pushing the Mount Rushmore of basketball. For sure. I think some of my favorite memes online right now, specifically this time of year, and specific to Steph, are just like the collapse these means with like the collapsing of these defenses on the stuff as he gets into like not even the paint, just like the upper key, right? There's like all four so he's got four dudes on him, like with their hands out trying to create a fence, and he still sinks it. Like it's it's not just one time, it's not just during the playoffs, it's been all season. It's been if you go back a lot of his career too, but that you can't guard him. Like, so why even waste it? Like, just go deal with this 60-70% shooting percentage. He's got the ball, put one or two dudes on him, but the where he's more dangerous is when he throws a ball, you know, Draymond's down low. Boom. There you go. A- automatic points. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just, I think it's a gut check reaction from these players. Like, Oh shit. 
we've got to go put our hands up. So I don't know. I don't know another another player in the league right now that has that reaction. Uh, John Morant can be can be pushing it. Someday. He can, John but Morant's he's a dude. He's more shifty. I don't think he even gets that opportunity because he's driving like straight to the hole every time. Like there's not even an opportunity for four dudes to like stand up in front of him. But good point. Any other things you want to talk about for the NBA playoffs? Any any players you're watching or storylines you're intrigued about coming up for the rest of the rest of I guess the rest of June as we finish out the playoffs? Uh, no, I hope it's a six or seven game series. I'm leaning towards Boston just to change it up. You know, give them another championship, kind of compete with the Lakers dynasty. Like I said, like Tatum, won't be mad if you know Steve Kerr wins another, but. Uh, the excitement's going to happen in the offseason, you know, see where big names are going, you know, Mitchell, what's going to happen to the Nets, so forth. So just going to kind of wait till then. All right. So then the other playoffs going on right now is NHL playoffs. Um, I saw a meme online where like, it was the actual stand size of the Stanley Cup. And then it was like the size of the Stanley Cup if you included all the rings from all the championships. And it was like three times taller than the actual Stanley Cup. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts of the playoffs so far, man? Um, I'm into it more this year than I have been previously. I, I'm sure I've said it on this you know, podcast before. Growing up, sixth, seventh grade, huge hockey fan. Remember staying up late, watching the New Jersey Devils win in overtime. You know, watching Peter Forsberg and the Avalanche who made it back to the Stanley Cup for the first time in 20 years. Um, you know, a Jersey guy like I am, I've always loved hockey. Right now, looks like the Lightning are going to beat the Rangers. I do have a little love for the Rangers just because, I don't know, for some reason, New York is my second home. Kind of got attached to them, Messier days. Um, but, yeah. Avalanche but- versus Lightning or Rangers. If it's Avalanche and Rangers, I love that matchup. Love both those teams. Definitely will be watching every game. Hope that's a good series. If it's Lightning and Avalanche, I'm heavily going for the Avalanche just to change it up. And because of my Peter Forsberg days, he used to be my favorite player. Um, But, yeah, I'm watching it a lot more than I have in the past couple years. So correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't the Lightning actually won a couple or a few in the last, like, decade? Yeah, so they've won the last two. So that's why I'm saying if if they can if they do come back, which they're going to even the series against the Rangers before it heads back to New York, or maybe they have one yeah. more in Tampa Bay. Um, I, I'm hoping the Avalanche kind of change it up a little bit. But um, even before that, didn't they win like the 2014 or 15 as well? I believe they did. Yes. So this will be like three in the last, let's just say, decade. Um, yeah, which would be great. Well, no, before in the last decade, that'd be wild. Well, the crazier thing is that a team from Canada, which, you know, was a possibility this year, some people were saying, because there was Calgary, Edmonton, um, Toronto, they were saying that was going to change, but it's been over, I know I'm going to get this wrong, but it's got, it had to have, been, it's been like 30 years or something since a Canadian team or 25 or more, because let's say I start watching when the Avalanche beat the Panthers in like 96 or 97. No Canadian team has won since then. Yeah, it was Red Wings heavy after that, and um, mm-hmm. then the with the Penguins for a while too. And uh, God, what's his name? Was Young, um, Crosby. Crosby. It's hard to think that he's what is like thirties now. Thirties. Yeah, but you know, he beat USA with that overtime goal, so he's got the whole resume put together nice. And so, anything else you want to highlight about the playoffs? Um, any other storylines? Anything like that you're looking forward? 
Mm, nope. Got to talk a little hockey with the Bourbon Matters guys. Got to throw out any chance I get that the Chicago Blackhawks have possibly the arguably the best jersey in sports. Um, yeah, we're gonna that, man. We're gonna try to pick probably, their brains a little bit when they get on our show. I'm excited. I definitely got. Some, I am too. I get a chance to nerd out with my whole geography and everything. Uh, questions. I'm excited uh, to watch these finals, no matter who they are, and drink some Molson, maybe. Are some Labatt Blue uh, have any experience with those? No, you've never had either of them. Uh uh-uh. uh I've had I've had surprisingly a good amount of Molson in my day, and I could be saying that wrong as I do everything else. Um, but uh, exclusively because of that line from Big Daddy, where he goes, "You know, Canadian beers like Moonshine, hell yeah!" You know, so. I'm definitely throwing a couple plus. I think it was Labatt Blue that used to have those awesome bear commercials back. They the used day. to have good commercials. I do know Labatt Blue. Yeah. Uh, the Labatt. Okay. Well, it is French, man. All right. Uh, French. Labatt Blue. Cordon Blue. The last question I got. Well, not even a question. It's more of a comment. Like, Kurt was so pumped about this Bourbon Matters uh, collab with us that. We actually got our wires crossed a little bit where we thought we were going first. They were going to come on our show. I've never seen Kurt put so much effort into developing and, and pre-gaming um, and producing our, our set for the show than he put into that one. I, dude, hats off to you. I, I love the energy. I know that that show, when they come on, is going to be absolute gold as long as I can keep my editing prowess to a minimum. I think the, uh, the work on the show will work for itself. Well, I think... It goes back to like, you know, how big of an Anthony Bourdain and like travel channel guy I am. Yep. I get to, I get to zoom with people from Chicago. So like, this is going to be as close to Stanley Tucci going to Italy, being that kind of guy as I'm going to get. So I've got to, I've got to go big. I love it, man. Love the energy. Um, and with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the, the, the palette or tasting notes that we get on this glass. So since I went first last time, I'm going to go first this time. For me, it's woody. It's it's toasted barrel, a little bit of charcoal. There's Slight- a snake in my boots. Sorry. I, ha. I couldn't help ha. I couldn't help that. Ha. Well, with Lightyear coming out, I'm curious how long it takes Disney to turn around uh, a woody movie. Would that even I'm be curious. worth watching? I don't know. I'm curious how many lawsuits we would have for all the movie quotes we've directly used. Is that a thing? No, you can Should quote movies worried? all you want. We're, the only thing you're going to get sued off of is using more than seven second clips for audio. And to be honest, you got to have more than 15 regular listeners. So uh, try to do that. as many as you want. You can do as many as you want, buddy. You feeling lucky, punk? Well, Here, here's the other thing is they've also got to be yeah. good. And I don't know that you're nailing it right there. So Baby cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say like vanilla. This is like my fourth glass already tonight because I had a pre-gamer. But Woody, toast a barrel. I like your call out vanilla. And I'll leave it with. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like it's classic Jack. It's Jack, but better. Um, I don't know how to say that. Like. It's just more refined. And for the price, we'll get into the final overall, but it's like they finally got the proof up to where it actually gives you enough punch and taste, and actually you can appreciate it a little bit. So um, 
I'll give the palette a B. Give it a B. I like the way you said that at the end. This is a very good nose palette. Even not both of them, not the great, but I don't think there's a drop off from nose to palette. Sweet palette. Little bit of that Jack bitterness that makes it good. Not a bad bitter. Got that on like the sides of the tongue. Oak is definitely there. Not too much of your typical like brown sugar, which I find myself saying a lot, but I just assume most whiskeys have a little brown sugar in them. Um, sweetness and heat. I'm going to stick with B minus because, like I said, there's not much of a drop off. Very, very even nose palette ratio uh so things are looking good for it going into the price because that's always going to be a maybe a, a notch up notch down uh plus it doesn't hurt that it's good old jack so yeah i'll leave it at that b minus all right it's pretty solid so with that uh let's go ahead and get into our fourth dram um and this one's going to be very specific to football like kurt made the comment at the very beginning of the show it's not yet football but it's one day closer and that really means we have something to talk about. So we've got a few like news points, plot points here going on. You know, I guess the real housewives of NFL football is what you'd call us here. Uh, but the first question we kind of put together here, and I'm going to throw this at Kurt first. And I'll give you my thoughts is Rogers. And this is a little shout out to the, to the uh, Bourbon Matters crew. Does a more relaxed Rogers that we've seen here lately make him a better Rogers when it comes to playtime? Yeah, so I saw like another press conference where he looks like he's on like the Happy Rogers 2022 tour. He like made it like a shot, like a joke. They asked him something. And he's like, I'm just here to be, not be fine. Like, <laughs> I totally did not say that as cool as Marshawn Lynch. But anyway, that was his joke. <laughs> um, you know, it's weird. I have no thoughts. You know, Aaron Rodgers in his brain, who knows what he's gone through the last two seasons. It could be like, a, hey, I decided to stay here, make the best of it. I'm sure Devontae Adams not being there. I mean, that that would make me be like that. Who's that kid who does that famous interview where he starts smiling? It's the first day of school. Then he starts crying because that's what I would instantly do. Um, but yeah, maybe he's like pressure's off a little bit. Definitely less pressure than last year with that circus where it was like, this is it. Last dance in Green Bay. Well, it wasn't. Uh, there's no Devonte Adams. There's no like they're already talking about what they're going to do with Love. Um, so yeah, maybe it is just less pressure. And does that mean it's going to be a better season for them? It could. Um, but what is that? Another round in the playoffs? Uh, I, yeah. I no, I mean that's a good point. I mean rather rather than trying to win the division, right, and get that first round by and all the pressure that comes with it, getting there. Maybe this is, you know, a 10, 11 win team and, you know, they don't have to wild card in, but they play an extra game and, you know, they're a little bit more relaxed throughout the season because there's not that, to your point, pressure and they're you know, better energized, better motivated. I don't know. Like, we'll see. I still hope you get the intensity of like Roger. So from last season, like, I hope there's an intensity on the field because that's gold. Um, and we'll, oh yeah, I think he's a flip the switch guy. I think off. I think he's you know, 
much later in his career now. He's yeah. can be that guy on the Pat McAfee show, which we love. And then he's that Pat that, you know, on the field Rogers that we've come to hate but admire because of what he does to our teams on a weekly basis. True, true. So do they go to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. No. Well, that's no. that in essence, that's the because what did they get to the second round last year? Yeah, they may make the championship game, but I mean, we'll talk about okay. some of the other teams here. Um, so speaking of just like, you know, good vibes, man, and, you know, just touring the country in a, you know, VW bus and just, you know, smoking whatever you find on the side of the road, bro. Um, let's travel up to Denver. How good is right Denver on, right now? Like, how, how are things coming up there, bro? <clears throat> so there's a lot of buzz out of their locker room uh, that – Russell Wilson has brought in his business sat like experience, that swag, that whole championship pedigree, and things are looking really, really good there. Um, Does I he mean, have the weapons? I think he has a pretty salty team there. The problem is that he's in a division that there was an article today saying, was it the hardest ever? And that's what's going to make it. These teams can all go one and one against each other like that's that's how tough it's going to be and then Love you're talking it. about the playoffs where you're going to have a rough season where some teacher couldn't get pinged up in that division because of the defenses so i i don't know if it's necessarily like their own fault that they have to do that and we've got to see who's limping in when the playoffs run around yeah, I really hope that division gets another, you want to score on me? Well, I score on you situation at the end of the year. Oh, the Chargers-Raiders game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Time out, time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I really hope we get one of those. And, you know, speaking of the Raiders, um, one of the clips I saw was like complete jubilation, right? It's Adams being interviewed, full, you know, Raiders uh, uniform out there. And Carr runs up like, I swear he was like skipping out of frame. He runs up and he like smacks Adams on the chest. And he's like, hey, dude, what's going on? You want to play now? And like he runs off in the background. He just looks so happy. And all I can think in my head is he's like, thank God I finally have someone to throw the ball to. Who's A, you know, going to be consistently there. And B, hopefully not get arrested this season. That'd be great. That would be a good thing for the... uh Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I mean, another thing, it's hard to not like Derek Carr. Um, definitely leaves his feelings out there. Um, so, yeah, I'd be hugging Devontae Adams, too. It just kind of helps that he was his college buddy as well. Uh, does that necessarily mean that they're going to have a better year in that division? I don't know. It's hard to say. Did they lose anybody on defense? Uh, I don't think they so. They lost somebody. They lost somebody, but they signed people. So they should be okay, but okay as to what? In that division, I could see them being fourth. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think they'll at least be second. Um, so back to simplicity, do the Raiders make the second round of the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't think, I don't know that Denver's going to be able to put together year one. I think they may have a year two team. That's just my take. I don't think they were. I don't think they were one quarterback away from being you know a contender. Um, I see them having the same year. I see them a first I, round. I, yeah. I worry about Casey. Really worry about Casey without Tyreek Hill. I don't know what that does. I mean, he's still got weapons, but 
And then Herbert, uh, he's got it. I just don't know if Eckler can stay healthy. And then there's some other questions in the rest of that team. So we'll, well see. There's no questions on their defensive line. They got a guy by the name of Khalil Mack. Uh, oh, yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he can get after the quarterback. Where did he come from? Buffalo. What team? What team did he just get traded from? I don't know. Da Bears. We'll save that know. for our further matters <laughs> conversation. Well, I was uh, thinking like college. He went to Buffalo, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, no, I have I have one before we before we go there. Before you go where you're going, stay in LA. Can the Rams repeat? Oh, you gotta save that for. Our no, come on, preview. come on. It's mid. It's a, no, this is the pre preview. No. No, it's so hard to repeat. Um, look at the Seahawks. They're literally a, down to an interception in the end zone away from repeating. Tampa Bay, as good as they were, you never had the really true feeling that they were the favorites to repeat this year. It's yeah. just tough. And well, everybody's watching your game film. Like they've got they figured it out at this point. It doesn't hurt that they're best player just made a boatload of money uh, 60 million dollar extension over two years 30 million a year deserved it but uh for sure it just it just takes like one one injury to stafford hope that doesn't happen takes one play in the playoffs it's just it's tough to repeat so the odds are against them so no i don't think the rams will repeat would you mattress mac though and throw like five bucks on them repeating at the beginning of the year to see what happens uh, it hasn't been working out for Mattress Mac lately. I don't know if he's doing that intentionally, some kind of tax write-off, but um, yeah, he's, he's having some bold strategies. I'm interested to see what he does, like if he even bet on the NBA Finals. Um, but yeah. All right. So is that a yes to the $5 on LA at the beginning of the year or not? Yeah, give me five bucks. All right. I'll put 10. See what happens. So then... Fantasy football is where we're all going in this situation. I want to do the draft like now. I, I love do it so bad. I, I want to. That goes against all our rules, and it's absolutely psychotic to do it now. Um, no, it's I'm glad we're talking about it. Oh, for sure, man. Like last year, like the draft got super intense for me. I have a like old spreadsheet. Everything got like real. Um, we got to figure out who's going to be in the squad this year. I think. I think we have all. I think we can bring everybody back. Um, we'll have to figure out. And then some. Yeah, we'll have to see if we add a few. Um, and uh, But there's there's this looming question. Like, what do we think we know are, like, the altruisms? Like, between now and September, it's let's just say it's three and a half months, right? Three months. Mm-hmm. Are there things we just know are going to be true? Like, we know that Zeke is going to be a bad pick in the first round. Or do we know that the first tight end off the board is Travis Kelsey. Like, what do we know? Uh, I know that it is not going to be as easy. Well, gosh, I don't like Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a point where he's not Derrick Henry anymore. Does that scare you from drafting him in the first round this year? No, man, because all you have to do is go off last. All you have to go off of is last season production. Productive. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you're right. That's not a gamble that I would take. I, I'm not betting that he's not Derrick Henry this year, so I would take him. Mm-hmm. So that's a given. Um, is Christian Mc... Go ahead. Uh, well, quarterbacks is going to be, you know, with change of scenery for a lot of them this year. 
you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, but you were going to say McCaffrey? Is McCaffrey still a first-rounder? Not for me. Fool me once, you know, same on me, fool me twice, or fool me once, same on you, fool me twice kind of thing. No, I will not be taking – I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not taking Christian McCaffrey. And I didn't take him last year in the first round. And we had somebody playing that was like, are you guys kidding me? He's still here? Well, guess what? He didn't play. So I already – lived by that rule last year. I'm not going to take him this year because of what he's done the last two seasons. Probably what he'll do is have this amazing comeback season or some shit. Absolutely. Or he's going to be there and I'm going to take him. Uh, on draft yeah, you got, so, you got pick eight. You're like, fuck, can I not take him? I get, yeah. the, I get the loop around because we play Snake. Um, yeah, that would be, it'd be interesting. Because he scores touchdowns when he plays. I mean, he has those streaks. He gets in the end zone. It's a given. I mean, it's not like they definitely have a quarterback this year who's, you know, wheeling and dealing uh, unless Matt Corral does a Dak Prescott type deal. But, yeah, no, I'm not taking him. Um, Do we know the number one quarterback? Right now? I mean, we haven't done our research. Let's just preface that. We have not done, like, you know, culmination of last year and put together a whole, like, list. This is just a spitball. This is the pre-pre-pre-pre-preview. I was the first quarterback guy last year, and I took – no, no, I wasn't because we had the big number one shocker when our boy took Pat Mahomes with the first overall pick. Yeah. Didn't pay off for him. Did not pay uh, off. I took Murray, and for the first, like, three or four weeks, it looked like I was golden and I did the right thing. Kind of mellowed out. Would I do it again? Yeah, sure, because it won me the first, you know, couple games with his 40 points that he would throw up. First quarterback taken this year, I have an idea of who I'd want to take. His last name rhymes with Sherbert, and but I think he'll still be available. I think will be too, because I would think that almost Allen would probably be the number one taken. Yeah, but and then it goes back to how good quarterbacks are, and where's the drop off, and how good is the first one? But yeah. can you can you give me somebody? Can you give me somebody from this rookie class? I know this is a question to put you on the spot. Is no, because every because everybody in the fucking defense was taken in the first round. So there's nobody that like I could tell you mine, and this may come back to bite me when I do our draft. But I could tell you who I, I I'm expecting from this rookie class to put up some numbers. Quarterback. No. Running back. Big mm. 12. Brees oh, Hall. what? Brees Hall, to the, Brees Hall to the Jets. Like, I think he's going to put a, he's He's got to uh. compete with, he's got to compete with Carter. So you may not even take him over Carter, but I, I think he's going to be special. And, and like I said in our last episode, the Texans, there was some jumping in front of the Texans, and we won't know if they would have taken him. But I would have I would have been very excited if I had if they had gotten him. Uh, but hey, news came out about the Texans today that it's uh anyway, not a good day to be a Houston Texans fan. But after you bought me, maybe by the fucking hat too. I mean. Until further news comes out, I, I I will still root for my H-Town boys. But, uh, right. So then what are some major outstanding questions you have? Who's going to get through training camp healthy, of course. Yeah. Mine's going to be, who's the Cowboys running back? It's going to be Zeke. Uh, 
you know, there's some QB competitions out there that would be interesting for like the backup QB taken, mm-hmm. you know, who's is what's it looking like for Malik? Mm-hmm. What's it looking like in Pittsburgh? Does Deshaun then, play this year? And do you, is it frowned upon as a fantasy league owner to draft him? Nope. You know, no, this is, is a numbers it, game, baby. Numbers game. Is, is it frowned upon to pick him up in week six when he's having possibly a eight-week suspension? You know, are you able to sleep at night? What what morals are you breaking there? I think it's uh, your it's your Jameis Winston pick. Like probably higher up, probably your your fifth or sixth round. Oh, but if he's available, do not give Jameis that much crap. You just hate Jameis Winston. I do hate Jameis Winston. Jameis, okay. I'm not gonna lie. But but, but to your point, what's going to happen in New Orleans with that quarterback competition? Um, Crab so yeah, wins again. We'll, we, we will see. There's there's fun, excited. I'm more excited about like, you know, should we do a game this year to see who drafts pit first instead of just the computer determining? Should we, you know, kind of like they did on the show, the league? Do we make a better, you know, prize for the one who gets last? I don't I've been want it. I've been wanting to do that this last couple of years. I want to do it last year, but the person that got last, I wasn't going to pay money for them to get it. Um I need I need a I need some commitment from the team because as the commission, I'm paying the shit out of pocket. So, we'll have to have some commitment from the squad that whoever gets it. But I want to ro- I want a fucking rotating trophy though with like plaques and names on it that gets sent from person to person to person. So, I need your help. If you can help me with that, I'm totally down. I like that. We we have had some unfortunate. I'm sure there's a lot of leagues where the last place person kind of dipped out. Yeah. So if we can get some consistency, we could definitely look into that. But no, it's always a good time. It's always a good little get together uh, on Zoom, as it was the last two years. And I'm pumped. I'm hope. I'm, I'm thinking like we have the last two years, August, early August, because we've got to do it before that Hall of Fame game before somebody's potentially gets hurt yeah i agree and i'd like i would like to see if we a few of us could get together like and actually like do part of it at least partially in person but um we're a diverse league from the stand of point of geographic location so might be a little different but that being said kurt uh anything else you want to hit on football any topics or any comments you want to make on your pre 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 football predictions no baker's still not with the team i still think that people are going to be surprised. I think Baker can still good, do good things, and I've given my reasons for why I'm, you know, there's reasons to hate or. I got one more Baker. for you then. I got one more. Baker oh. or Cam, who's your eighth round quarterback pickup? Baker. So, Cam came out today and had a, had an interview saying that he was definitely better than, you know, one of the, he's definitely one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. And he also gave a big recap why things didn't work out in Carolina, that he was literally joining the team. And then he was on like playing on Thursday and then he had a week. And then he kind of went into it about how he was still learning the playbook in New England week eight. But then my rebuttal to that is why seem to kind of rock and roll with it. But I'm not Cam Newton. He is obviously a much more talented individual than me. But I'm taking Baker. I think, like I said, Baker's going to have that shot and be on that mission. Cam's already had his second shot. Baker hasn't. Right. Um, 
And I think Baker could be like one weak competition away from being that guy. Like, you know, the, the equivalent conversation and comparison is like Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Like it's T Baker being in a contest with Carson Wentz and beating him just because when you put Baker in that situation, he's thrived, but that's, that's in La La Land, but you know, whatever. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and give our ratings on this class and then we'll get across that goal line. Cool. Shoot. So for me, a plus. Cause it takes all the bad memories Bad whiskey. You're on your fifth glass. No, like in all reality, I'm a joke. I was gonna say, you know, when you put the memories to it and make it better, then oh, it makes it a okay. plus. Because we did that in our yeah, yeah. Um, B. I'm just gonna give it a middle grip. B. 85. We had this conversation with the Bird Matters guys. And we had to like go back and forth and kind of teach them the grading system a little bit. So that was fun. That was fun. I don't think so. I think they rock and rolled with it. Like there was, they said, no, they picked it up pretty quick, but I think we kind of take it. It's not that hard of a concept to grasp, but yes. Um, Well, I don't listen to their episode and you be the judge. So like 32 for the 750, and it was 40 for like the leader. So I was like, that's a no brainer. Price is good. Palette's good. Nose is good. Lives in that traditional fan, like typical. Jack Daniels. So the question. Mm -hmm. No, finish out. Sorry. I got one question for you. Okay. Well, so it it comes to B minus palette, B minus nose. Does the price give it that B bump or that B plus bump? So here's the thing for me. And this is just conveniency because it was a very quick comparison. Had a buddy over. We went back and forth from the Mictors to this. And my gosh, that Mictors was so good. It just kind of unfortunately didn't do this bottle justice because I felt the Mictors was was that much better, tastier, so mm-hmm. good. And I believe on the show I gave on on Bourbon Matters, I gave that a B plus. You did, so and I gave it a minus. It falls in line perfect for me because the price does knock this up from a B minus to a B. And I'm going to go ahead and keep it right there at a B. All right. Sounds like we're pretty good lockstep with that. Uh, so my question to you is knowing the price point, knowing it's actually a 700 milliliter bottle, not a 750. So you're paying a little bit more for a little less. Are you going to spend the 26 bucks, $27 on the 750 Jack? Or are you going to spend the 35 to $40 in the Jack Daniels bonded at a 700 milliliter? Like those are your options. Nothing else gets played in here. I'm going to get the bonded one more time, but then I'll be going back to just grabbing Jack when I need it for a, a get together. Cause I know people have had Jack. They're going to do what they want with it. Straight ice, Coke, uh, Coca-Cola. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's a good bottle. It's just going to be, now, Jack's always kind of a staple. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like for like your Jack and Cokes, your Jackal number seven is the way to go. But this is a, you want to sit this neater on ice, in my opinion. Um, I want to try the sour mash. That's my next go to. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, yeah. Is there anything you can do with Jack or even this besides Jack and Cole? 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 
Coke? Coke? Like you can put Jack with I, anything, dude. But do you do that? Like I'm not putting no. Jack in an old fashioned. Uh, I don't drink Jack other than straight. Right, but do you think we're just living? Like, no, I think you could. Box? I think you could put Jack in an old fashioned. Um, Maybe I would like actually, one of those summer lemonade type deals. You could. You could. But I mean, I would do Jack with a seven and seven, like kind of variation. I would do Jack with a, a Jack and Dr Pepper man. Um, I don't know. Like Jack's good. It's kind of like the altruistic whiskey. Like it's just good in everything. That I mean, whiskey you're the good. cocktail guy. Do you like? Mint Jubilee? Like, do you do Mint juleps? No, you got to have like a smoother bourbon on that. Okay. Well, just broadening my horizons here. Mint Jubilee. I like that one. All right. So, with that, Kurt, let's go ahead and get across that goal line, sir. Yes, sir. So, we said it was going to be whiskey heavy. I don't think it turned out that way, but either way, we had a great time talking to y'all. We talked a little bit about our past couple of weeks. We talked a little bit about some upcoming whiskeys. We went into the NBA playoff, NHL playoffs, and then, of course, we couldn't leave the episode without getting into some foosball. Uh, so, Dick, go ahead and let our listeners know where they can pick up our podcast at. Right on, Kirk. So, listeners, dreamers, it's always important to make sure that you're helping us grow in the show, but it's more important to just have a good time. We really like you to follow us on our Instagram. Uh, that's 4THDRAM. Um, from there, you can see all of our content as well as direct link to our website, as well as playing our, our actual podcast itself, if you're not already listening to us. Um, and then, of course, make sure you're telling your friends about us and send us an email if you get a chance at fourthdramangolgmail.com. I said at the top of the episode. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, whatever it may be on all of your favorite podcasts and YouTube streaming services. So, Kurt, with that being said, um, let's go ahead and get that quote of the episode before we close out. Yes, sir. So I've got one just because I saw him in a video yesterday ready to throw some bows in a fight uh, and he doesn't get the amount of love that I think he deserves as a manager. Dusty Baker. Oh, He once said, I'm a strong man and usually I get over hurts and it makes me stronger when I come back. He's definitely been somebody that has persevered over the years. He keeps going and he's going to keep going until he hopefully eventually gets that ring. Keep doing what you're doing and good things will happen. So to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. <laughs>